thank you for tuning in to the Fires of Revival podcast. It is my prayer that you are helped by the weekly ministry conversations and expositional teachings through Key Bible Passages. Please be sure to rate and review the podcast. And now for the episode. Excited for today's episode, we have a special guest, uh, Brother Peter Putney. He's a missionary to Columbia, and he'll share a little bit about that here with us in just a minute. But uh, thank you for coming on, Brother Putney. I appreciate you doing this kind of last second here for us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And as an introductory question, I ask this to everybody that I talk to on here. Could you share with us your salvation testimony? Sure thing. So I was uh, born and raised in church, basically, Mm -hmm. um, in Idaho, and you know, uh, heard the gospel many times mm-hmm. as a young person. When I was 10 years old, uh, the gospel just started to convict my heart and realized I was lost yeah. and uh, trusted in Christ as my Savior at 10 years old, just reading the Bible. Actually, I yeah. was reading the Bible um, and reading the book of Revelation, realized, man, if Jesus Christ came mm-hmm. back, I was going to be left behind and and the Holy Spirit convicted my heart. And so I, I prayed right then and there and trusted Christ as my Savior. Awesome. Praise the Lord for that. I love the testimony you shared with us there. Uh, building off of that, could you share with us your call to ministry or call to preach? Yeah, so I never really uh, never really thought I would be a preacher. Mm-hmm. I, I had plans to you know go to college and be a mechanical engineer. I was getting ready to go to, go to college, uh, Boise State University mm-hmm. out in Idaho, um, for that purpose. And a friend of mine invited me to... Uh, work with him in a nursing home ministry, mm-hmm. and so I went ahead and started. I think I was probably the first message I've ever preached. I preached <laughs> at that nursing home, um, and it was in that ministry that the Lord just uh, made it very clear to me that He wanted me to preach. Um, I had no idea how, yeah. when, where, any of that information, but I was 17 at the time, and I it was a one. It was a moment call where mm-hmm. you know the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and I knew yeah. that that was what God wanted me to do and so I immediately changed my plans from going to college and I went to Bible school instead. Awesome. Uh, mine was kind of similar to that as well. I'm going to go to a secular university, get a secular degree and the Lord changed desires kind of at the last second. It's funny how I'm not the only one that's happened to others that I know like you shared and others as well. It was a big surprise to me. I remember going back to our church and praying. I said, Lord, you, you have the wrong person. Mm-hmm. I, that's not something I could do. And he said, you're right. You can't, but I can. Amen. So. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And I remember telling my parents and I was, you know, terrified. What are they going to think? I'm changing majors at the last second. This is, you know, two months before school started in, in the fall. Yep. And I remember them telling me, oh, we knew all along. We thought you, we just were waiting for you to catch up and realize the same thing too. I was like, why couldn't you have told me this, you know, a year ago? So I could have figured this out for college. But again, love how the Lord works things out in his time. Uh, As I said in the beginning, you are a missionary to Columbia. So could you share with us how the Lord uh, led you to that country, how he laid that country on your heart, maybe how some of that stuff worked out? Sure. So when God called me to preach, I was 99.9% sure it was going to be in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, I never had any inclination to do missions as far as being a missionary. I had a heart for missions. Our church was very missions-minded, so I grew up giving to missions. Um, and I even took a missions trip to the Dominican Republic in, our, in my senior year of high school and you know, still had no inclination towards mm-hmm. missions whatsoever. But when I was in the middle of Bible school uh, at a camp, there was a missionary that was preaching and mm-hmm. was not preaching on missions, or sur- mm-hmm. but it was just a message on surrender. And uh, I, I remember in that message, I realized that, you know, I had kind of in a way 
in my mind an mm-hmm. idea of what I thought God wanted me to mm-hmm. do, but I wasn't really giving him a blank sheet of paper. Yeah. And I, I remember going and praying and getting that right. And after after that, in that same, in, at the end of that message, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And, and once again, it was a moment. It was, it was, you know, immediately I just, I knew that God was calling me to the mission field. And once again, I was very surprised because uh, I'd never had any desire, mm-hmm. inclination towards that. And, and once again, wanted to tell God, you got the wrong person. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I surrendered to that. And then it was amazing, just my desires began to change. I mean, I, I wanted to read every book I could on missions. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of a funny story. Uh, I grew up in a kind of a Mexican gang town mm-hmm. in Idaho. And mm-hmm. I remember I used to be one of those guys, you know, you hear somebody speaking in Spanish and uh-huh. you just kind of get mad. Like, this is America, speak yeah. English. Uh-huh. And I was at college, uh, at, at, uh, at, at, I was talking to a college professor. Um, this was before, I think I was maybe 16 at the time. And he told me, you need to, or 17, I'm sorry, you need mm-hmm. to take some Spanish classes yeah. in college and because that'd be great to, you know, that's really needed in the world. And I remember thinking to myself, I will never yeah. <laughs> learn that language. Like, I, it was it was so funny because, you know, um, it's a, it, now I had a desire yeah. to learn and I immediately just began to get a burden for um, South America, Central America, Spanish-speaking countries and so just started learning Spanish um, just on my own. Uh, mm-hmm. I was working at State Farm Insurance at the time, and uh, you know I even started where I could do clients and sp- yeah. <laughs> selling mm-hmm. insurance. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, throughout that time, I just began to pray about where to go as a missionary. I, mm-hmm. I at one point had an inclination towards Mexico, mm-hmm. one time towards Peru, and I had a binder of all the different yeah. countries in South America, Central America, and I printed out information online that I could find about each country. And yeah. Colombia was like. You you know you get the uh-huh. information on Colombia and it's like drug cartels, yeah. <laughs> cocaine, civil war, and I remember just like passing over that one like okay that's not the country uh-huh. for me you know and I never really put paid much attention, mm-hmm. but um, I was working as a pastoral intern in North Carolina and a missionary to Colombia came mm-hmm. to our church and he uh, at, after the church we had lunch and I was invited to go and he sat next to me and started asking me you know, what I wanted to yeah. do. When he found out I was interested in missions, um, you know, he just started basically just telling me about Columbia. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really struck me about Columbia is just how few missionaries there are yeah. and how many people have done the exact same thing that I did where they think, oh, Columbia, that's that's a turbulent country. They, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not think about that. And so I, that that is what sparked my interest and that is what sparked me kind of investigating yeah. the country. I had a friend who had gone to Columbia as well mm-hmm. Um, you know, hearing kind of things things from him, and and that was how the Lord started directing me there. Yeah. And then in 2009, I was asked to lead a, a missions trip there at our mm-hmm. church, and it was while I was there in 2009 that the Lord just confirmed this is where I need wow. to be. Awesome, and it kind of makes me wonder at times if the Lord has a sense of humor, uh, you know, telling him I'll never do this, I'll, he does. I'll never go never, here, never say never to the Lord. That yes, is, that is. Definitely good advice. Uh, I have learned that lesson the hard way, saying, God, I'll never do this. I'll never go there. And then he sends me there and has me do the things I'll tell God that I'll never do. So, young person, if you're listening, don't tell the Lord no unless you are willing to go to that place. But, but I, will there. Say, I will say this for the young people that are listening. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you hear that, oh, the thing I don't, it, it kind of yeah. makes it sound like, oh, the thing that okay. I don't want to do is what God's going to make mm-hmm. me do. But that's not it because yeah. God changes your desires to match his. Mm-hmm. And so even though at one point I thought, oh, I would never do that, um, 
there's no greater joy than being in the exactly. Lord's will, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. trade that for anything. And I'm I'm very happy and and just uh, blessed to be able to do that, even though. And it's because God yeah. changes your desires, mm-hmm. and you want to have the Lord's desires, not exactly. your desires. Mm-hmm. So, and it's true because I, th- I could think in my life, if you'd have told me ten years ago what I'd be doing now, I would have laughed at you and thought, "There's no way you're talking about somebody else." But now I would rather do this than anything else in the world. Why? Because God changed my desires like He did with yours. You kind of hit on it some in sharing your burden for Columbia there, but can you maybe share with us maybe how the Lord prepared you for Columbia, maybe some things you put along your path leading up to that that helped maybe prepare you for the country or for missions and so forth? Um, well, I would say, I would say, you know, Spanish, working mm-hmm. on language in the States was, was a big help mm-hmm. to me. Uh, even the job I had, Prior to going to Columbia, mm-hmm. I, I worked as an insurance agent, and so I did a lot of talking to people on yeah. the phone and things like that. That was very helpful, yes. and especially during deputation mm-hmm. and and even in the ministry. Um, and then another thing that really I feel like the Lord used in my life is I worked for a lot of years in the bus ministry mm-hmm. at my church when mm-hmm. I was going through Bible school and, and even after that. And uh, I feel like the Lord really used that as well in, in, in preparing me. Um, I worked as uh, I, I worked as a school teacher here mm-hmm. at Liberty at one point. I worked as a pastoral intern in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and all of those things just you know continuously God yeah. used them to prepare. He does, yeah, and that's one of the things I love that the Lord does is He takes the things in life that you know working as an insurance agent or learning Spanish at even, college. Even when I was a teenager working mm-hmm. construction jobs, uh, we just built we just had a building project, yeah. and you know I used a lot of those skills that I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, in those jobs, it's just all of the things that you do in the states. God can use that yes. to prepare you for what He wants to do exactly. in the future. And I love that. You know, young person may be listening today, and there's you know things that might seem tedious, or you think, "Why am I doing this? What's the purpose of it?" Like you said, maybe it's because God is using that to prepare you for the future, using construction to work on a building project in Colombia, or different tasks that God has for each of us. Uh, so, how many years have you been in Colombia? Um, in December, it'll be ten years since we left the states. Gotcha. And how many churches have you guys planted, or how long have you been at the church that you're at currently? I guess we have we have one church that we started nine years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. I love that there. And what part of Colombia are you in? Uh, Rio Negro, which is right outside of the, the second largest city called Medellin. Okay. Awesome. So, kind of going off of that, could you share with us what Colombia is like? Maybe talk about the food or the culture, the climate, even the people. All of those things, and then how can we pray for that country, and then how can we pray for you and your family and the ministry sure. that God has for you? Sure. So, um, Colombia is is the second largest Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. country in the world. Uh, it's got uh, about 55 million people, mm-hmm. and it is very heavily uh, Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I feel like, in a lot of ways, one of the least evangelized countries mm-hmm. in South America just because of very few missionaries, mm-hmm. sound doctrine missionaries have yes. been there. And so the, it's really, in a lot of ways, still a frontier mission mm-hmm. field. Uh, most people, they have no idea what a Baptist is mm. in a lot of cases. And because the Catholic Church is so prevalent there, it's where we're at. It's about 95% wow. of people are Catholic. Mm. They, they tend to have a very proudful like, point of view, like they're the only church out there because mm-hmm. they're, you know, it's so prevalent in the yes. culture, and so if you're anything other than Catholic, you're just this weirdo mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, basically they look at yeah. you like a cult, mm-hmm. um, and so it's different than in in the States. In the States, a lot of times churches, 
you know, a lot of times when new people come to a church, they've they've been saved in another church. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times churches will grow. Maybe 90% of the new members will be maybe somebody that moved from another yes. area and they mm-hmm. already went to a church mm-hmm. in the other area. And then maybe 10% will be people that um, are saved in the ministry mm-hmm. of the church and discipled in the yes. church ministry. In Columbia, it's the reverse. So mm-hmm. 90% of the people that... 90% of, yeah. of our church growth is from us winning people mm-hmm. and and then discipling them. And then every once in a while, you'll have someone mm-hmm. come from another church. But it's it's very rare because mm-hmm. there's just not very many Christians mm-hmm. in the country. So um, that's what, what ministry is like. Uh, people are often often slow to mm-hmm. respond to the gospel and they'll sometimes they'll come to church for weeks and weeks or even months and mm-hmm. months and hear the gospel and over and over again but uh you know god works in their hearts mm-hmm. and helps them understand and and then get saved our, our church uh in columbia um is is uh it's, it's been a blessing just watching the people grow yeah uh watching the people learn how to win others to christ mm-hmm. learn how to disciple we do a lot of a lot of emphasis on on, on discipleship of new yes. believers and and getting people involved in in trying to reach out to others and such so so that's a little bit of a nutshell the weather is really nice mm-hmm. it's about where I live we live at 7,000 feet elevation okay. so right, even though we're at, right on the equator it's about 70 degrees all year round Wow <laughs> and very nice. little humidity and uh, there's no seasons because we're mm-hmm. in the middle of the we're right on the equator mm-hmm. so huh interesting neat there um, so just curious about this the government in Colombia what is the government like well in the past it they have been you know Colombia is a technically a republic uh, kind of modeled a little bit after the United mm-hmm. States government in a way but uh, it's it's quickly turning for the negative they just elected mm-hmm. a communist president okay. and he's taken steps to kick missionaries out mm-hmm. actually I have a lot of missionary friends that have already had to leave the country because mm-hmm. they can't get visas uh-huh. Thankfully, we're residents. Okay. Uh, just because of time in the country, we were able to get residency before they changed the mm-hmm. laws. And so uh, we're fine, but very few missionaries are residents. And, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of them are leaving the country right now. So I would say the government is definitely mm-hmm. taking a turn towards hostility mm-hmm. towards missionaries. Thankfully, our family has been able to avoid that hostility yeah. because we're no longer under a missionary mm-hmm. visa. Now, do you still have the same? Most listeners are from America, so do you have a lot of outside of that. Really, do you have a lot of the same freedoms that we have as Americans, or how does that work out? No, no, we don't. Um, like for example, I've multiple times I've tried to you know preach or something mm-hmm. on the street and had the police come and mm-hmm. and shut us down. And in some cases, they won't even let us stand there with a Bible verse sign. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go do personal depending on where you are some cities are more open okay. than others a lot of times it's the mm-hmm. local government but there's no like absolute law of i have the okay. right to preach on mm-hmm. the street or i have the right to do that it's mm-hmm. it's it's not like that okay. really and so sometimes it just depends on what the local government will let mm-hmm. you do but we can you know go and pass out tracts and witness to people mm-hmm. and and we have freedom to to congregate although during covid it was mm-hmm. it was pretty shut down for a long time um mm-hmm. and so Anyways, that's yeah, that's okay. about that's about it. Gotcha. Well, listeners, hopefully you enjoyed that. I would encourage you to pray for this country. Uh, definitely needs it. Pray for this family, the Putneys, uh, many other missionaries that are there. Especially the issue that he shared about with getting kicked out of the country—that's a big deal. As a missionary, you know, going there to reach some people, and then you're told you can't, and just dealing with the struggle with that. This last question, Brother Putney, I ask this to every guest that comes on. Uh, could you share with us what your life verse is and then just take maybe a few minutes, take a few moments and just share a challenge from that? Sure. So my life verse, um, ever since I was a teenager, Psalm 
32.8. Okay. It says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. And that verse just really uh, spoke to my heart as a teenager because mm-hmm. it just made me realize that God God promises mm-hmm. to lead us. It's not something that he wants to hide his will from yes. us. And if we are searching for his will, mm-hmm. then we will find it. Yeah. And so that verse has been true in every, you know, every as you go throughout life, you have major decisions you have to make. Um, and if you are just trusting the Lord and, and submitted to mm-hmm. him and searching for his will, he promises to reveal that will. Yeah. And he's never failed me in that in my entire life. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Uh, it's been a blessing to have you on, Brother Putney. I learned a lot about the country of Columbia, so things I can pray for, and hopefully you did as well, listener. If someone's listening and they want to maybe reach out to you or find out more about your ministry, do you have an email address yes. or a website or somewhere yeah. they could reach you out? Can, you can find out more about our ministry on our website. It's seekandsavecolumbia.com. Okay. And uh, we also, you can look up... Uh, Putney's to Columbia on Facebook. I also have a YouTube channel. If you just search Peter Putney, that'll come up, and uh, you can you can get in touch with us there on that on okay. all those things. You can find email addresses and all that stuff. Gotcha. Well, listener, I would challenge you to reach out to this man, reach out to his family, let them know you're praying for them. If you have any other questions, maybe for him that we didn't talk about on the podcast, I'm sure he'd love to answer those questions for you. Uh, so again, it's been a blessing having you on. Do you mind closing this episode out for us in a word of prayer? Sure, Lord. Thank you for your love and thank you for the time we can take to just uh, talk about the ministry we pray that you would just challenge the hearts of any listeners Uh, lord you call others to go to the mission field Uh, lord to go into ministry just uh, challenge people lord to um, just step back from maybe what their plans Mm -hmm. are for their life and ask what your plans are for their life lord and i pray you'd work in their hearts in jesus name amen